Let's get started. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 5 again, Matthew chapter 5. We've been studying through the Beatitudes, and we've learned that the word Beatitude is just an old English word for blessing. And Jesus says here eight times that we're blessed, so we're talking about these blessings, right? So as you're turning over there, or as you're pulling it up on your phone, let me ask you a little question. How many of you have ever been in this situation? Stopped up toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even the children are raising their hands. And this, this, is, this is one of those unfortunate things in life that I think that everybody deals with. Stopped up toilet. And because I'm an overly spiritual person, even when dealing with a, a stopped up toilet, I'm quoting scripture, standing there with my plunger in my hand and looking at that toilet and says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard. And we go to plunging, right? And the simple plunge is not working. So it's, now it's uh, uh, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force. And you go plunging all that. Because this toilet is not going to beat me, right? And you get to plunging so much that you're slinging water everywhere. And it gets on you. And you start doing the ooh dance. And, you know, touch not the unclean things, saith the Lord. We've been there, right? So right in the middle. This is a true story, by the way. Right in the middle of this. I got water on me and... My wife comes in to see what all the racket is, and she starts doing exactly what she's doing right now. She started laughing at me. She didn't come in to help. She came in to laugh. But, of course, she was not laughing at me. She was laughing with me, right? <laughs> laughing with me. I needed help in that moment, but I got laughter. But here's the thing. I love my wife's laugh. There's something about her laugh that brings peace to me. And even in that situation where I was not feeling peace, I was angry and aggravated, she brought peace. And that's what we need in life, isn't it? We need peace. That's what people outside of the church, people outside of a covenant relationship with the Lord, they need peace. They don't need condemnation. They don't need people putting them down. What they need is peace. Like I said, we're studying the Beatitudes. Our, our lesson series is called Illuminate, eight times that Jesus said that, that we're blessed. And this morning, we're going to talk about peace, being a peacemaker. But before we get there, let's, let's run through our, our, uh, our little slide again just to give you a catch up so we've talked about being poor in spirit being poor in spirit is really coming to the place where you recognize your inability so you can connect with God's ability and when we do that Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is yours anything that you need in this life when you come to the place where you recognize his ability is yours then he said blessed are those that mourn those that come to a place of, of godly sorrow. 
for some things that are going on in their life. And when we are in that place of mourning, Jesus said we would be comforted. And who's our comforter? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit comes to comfort us. Then the meek. The meek. This is really a place of of repentance. And when we go through that, we get to hit the top right up there. Hungering and thirsting. Because that's what that will do. When we recognize God's ability, when we begin to mourn over our own sin and we come to a place of repentance, it builds a hunger inside of us for the things of God. And Jesus said, you will be filled. You will be satisfied. I believe everybody, if if you're walking with the Lord, you want to have a satisfied relationship with the Lord. You want to be filled by the Lord, right? So this is Christ working in us going up, and then he's going to work through us going down. First of all, we're merciful. So we talked about mercy is a covenant word. So mercy is what we give to other Christians, is what we give to other people in the kingdom. And then last week, we talked about being pure in heart. And what Jesus was really talking about was living a life of holiness. And when we live that life of holiness, we actually get to be a bridge between other Christians being merciful on this side and being a, being a peacemaker, how we reach out to non-believers. So, let's look in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. First part of the verse is, just says, blessed are the peacemakers. That's obvious that's a compound word, so let's just break it apart and let's just talk about this a little bit. Let's define peace. The Greek word is irene, not that that matters. The only reason I bring that up is because you're probably going to recognize the Hebrew word a lot quicker, shalom. The word peace is in every New Testament book. Why? Because Jesus came to bring peace, did he not? Yes, he did. The meaning of the word peace, it has several different meanings, but the one that Jesus was using right here means to set at one again. To set at one again. In other words, it has been broken apart, and we're bringing it back to one. Bringing it back to one. And the first words that Jesus said to his disciples after his resurrection... John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Why were they there? They were scared. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Peace be with you. And when he had said this, He showed them his hands and his side, and the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Peace. Why were they there? Because they were afraid. But peace came in, and peace overwhelmed their fear. It says that they were glad. Now, I hope you understand this word glad is, is, has a whole lot more punch to it 
than just, hey, Jesus is here. I'm glad. No. It means that, that there was an overwhelming excitement in them. Because of what? Because of the presence of the Lord. So what is peace really? Peace is the presence of God. Why do we take peace to this world? Because we are the only opportunity for them to experience the presence of God. They are outside of a relationship, so it takes those of us who are inside of a relationship to bring peace, to bring the presence of God into someone's situation. So how do we make peace? The word make here means to produce, to construct, to form, to fashion, to be the author of, to be the cause of. As believers, our responsibility is to make opportunities for non-believers to experience the presence of God in their life. Everybody should be saying amen. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about me today. Oh, come on, make it about me today. Guess what? We got to make it about them today because that's why we're here today. All right? We got to have we've got to look for these these everyday opportunities to make it about them, to bring peace. And I've told this story before, but it's worth telling again because a bunch of you haven't heard it. But several years ago, Lisa and I were going through the line at Walmart, and the, the young lady that was the checker there, she just had her head down. She's not engaging with anybody. She's not talking to anybody. She's just scanning stuff and handing out receipts, scanning stuff and handing out receipts. You could tell that there was something going on with her. Now, I'm not going to say every time I notice that somebody's having a bad day that, that I have to, to jump right in the middle of it. But it was one of those moments where you kind of felt the bubbles going on, you know, those Jesus bubbles that, 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 that start to come out. Yeah. So I knew that I was going to have to have a conversation with this young lady. And there was something about her that made her stand out that this conversation was going to be so easy. She had bright pink hair. And it gets to be our turn, and we get up there, and uh, she starts doing the same thing with us, not even looking at us, not even greeting us. And I went, I like your hair. And she, her head shot up, and she goes, you do? I said, I do. I like your hair. She said, my mom doesn't like my hair. Lisa was standing there. I went, yeah, you know moms. They just want you to look presentable. They, they're... I said, your mom's probably just, just looking out for you. I said, but I like your hair. I said, I bet it speaks of your personality. I bet you're a lot of fun. I said, you know what else? I bet God likes your hair. You think God likes my hair? I said, well, he likes you. Why wouldn't he like your hair? Now, I'm not going to say that you know, I gave an altar call and she got down on her, you know, there were people waiting in line. But the thing is, Lisa and I brought peace. Her whole countenance changed. Everything about the situation changed. 
because we knew that we were peacemakers. Peacemakers. I told this story Wednesday night, but it, it's, a, it's a good story. Uh, years before Walmart, Lisa and I and a couple other couples had gone out to eat. And uh, we, we'd gone to a, a local Mexican restaurant. And we sat down, and our waiter was so grouchy, just rude. Wouldn't come, I mean, he's not filling out my, my soda, and you know that I need more than one Coke to, to, to make it through a meal. He comes to the table, and he's basically throwing our food down at us. He's not having really anything to do with us, and I'm getting really, really upset about this. I was not the spiritual one this night. <laughs> one of the friends that we were with said, I think this is a God moment. I think we have an opportunity to, to uh, show this young man God. I said, he's going to see God if he doesn't quit throwing my food. <laughs> but my friend said, hey, how much cash do you have? And we just took up a little offering right there uh, amongst us. And we had $102. I think two of it came from me. But we, we, we had this money, and my friend took it. And the next time that the waiter was brushing by us to ignore us, he reached out and grabbed the guy. And he put this money in his hand, and he said, We want to give this to you because we want you to know that God loves you. And he looked at that wad of cash. And tears started filling up in his eyes. He actually grabbed a chair from the table and he sat down with us. And he began to tell us. He said, I'm sorry for the way I've been treating you. He said, you guys came in and you started talking about God. He said, I just had a table. Like 12 people. It was a church group. They didn't tip. He said, I make like two bucks an hour. My baby needs diapers. And we got to sit there and we got to talk to this guy and we got to pray for this guy. What were we doing? Bringing peace. And now those were impromptu moments. There's sometimes that, that, that the Lord will even put you on a mission to go bring peace. You ever, you ever heard of a treasure hunt? You know what that is? That is an opportunity to go out and bring peace. If you've never heard of, of a treasure hunt, what happens is, is uh, you just pray and the Lord gives you some, uh, some clues and you go find this person. And uh, uh, I decided back in the day that, that uh, the youth group needed to do this. We're going to do this. Now, I didn't do it on a Wednesday night. I didn't make all, you know, 30 kids go. I said, hey, tomorrow night. If you want to go do some evangelism, show up. And uh, six kids showed up because they love the Lord. <laughs> well, it's, two of them were my kids, so four kids showed up because they love the Lord. The other two I made come. This is before Michaela was in the family or she'd have come too. And uh, Lisa took the girls and I took the guys. And I said, okay, guys. I said, we're going to pray. And I want you just to write down the words that pop in your head, okay? We're just going to believe that the words that pop in your head are going to be God. 
And uh, I had a piece of paper, and we wrote down blue shirt, aggravated, and SpongeBob. I was like, okay, this is going to be fun. Now, what we did not do is pray about where we were going to go. We were going to go to Walmart because everybody at Walmart needs Jesus. I'm convinced of this. So we went to Walmart, and we went in, and we start looking around like, there's a blue shirt, but he's not aggravated. So we're, we started wandering around, and we found our way back to where they have the children's clothing. And in the children's clothing was a Walmart worker with a blue shirt on, a blue Walmart vest on, visibly aggravated. I think she was talking to herself. And guess what she was stocking? SpongeBob T-shirts and ball caps. (laughs) So... Uh, even though we knew this was the person, we just start circling like buzzards, you know. Like. <laughs> and then we move in. And I said, hey, ma'am, you know, we're, we're from a local church, and we're just out praying for people. Can we pray for you? No! I said, well, ma'am, you, you seem aggravated. Uh, is there, you're sure there's nothing that we can pray for you about? She goes, I don't want any prayer. Because I'm not, I'm not knowing to do it at this moment. So I pulled the piece of paper out. And I said, ma'am, the Lord told us to pray for somebody wearing a blue shirt, which you are, aggravated, which you clearly are, <laughs> and had something to do with SpongeBob. And she's standing there with these SpongeBob hats in her hand. And she looked down at them, and she looked back up. She goes, you can pray for me. So we started praying for her, and then she started giving us advice. And she told Ryan Bolden right back here, Ryan is in the sound booth this morning. I am not making this up, am I? She told Ryan Bolden, she said, you go find you a good girlfriend, one that doesn't drink too much beer. (laughs) But once again, what we were doing was bringing peace. Bringing peace. When we left, that lady was was different. I don't know what happened to her later, but I believe we sowed seeds of peace into her heart and into her life. We should always be more concerned about what would happen if we don't bring peace than any fallout because we did. And of course we bring peace to to uh, uh, fellow Christians as well. You know, there's just sometimes, even though that we should be the carriers of peace, we go through stuff, don't we? And our, our peace level gets a little low, doesn't it? So we want to bring peace to, to those that love the Lord as well. Galatians 6.10 says, So then, as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Now, I heard another preacher uh, tell this story. He said there was a, a couple of families in his church, and they lived right next door to each other, and they both had six-year-old daughters. And uh, uh, one, one of the families, their, their, their daughter 
unfortunately died. So the, the, the little girl from, from one house went over next door to, to visit the, the mom in her storm, I guess you would say. And um, she came back, a little girl was coming back to the house, and dad said, hey, were you next door? She said, yeah, I was next door. He said, well, what were you doing? She said, I was just reminding the mom that, that Jesus really does love her and care about her. And he said, well, how did you do that? And she said, I just climbed up in her lap and I cried with her. See, we think we have to have these big words. You know, that we have to be so theologically correct before we can open our mouths. Now, it's good to be theologically correct. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes it's just that showing of emotion. It's just holding somebody while they cry that is bringing the peace. Sometimes words won't do it. We've, I've sat with people who, who, who have lost loved ones, and I've told them, I wish I had words that would change the way you're feeling right now. But I don't have those words at this moment. Words will work a little while from now, but right now I just want to be here with you. Just your presence, just bringing peace can change some things. So what's the blessing to the peacemaker? Let's read that whole scripture out of Matthew chapter 5 now, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Who's going to call them the sons of God? First, God. God calls us sons. That word could be translated children, so don't, don't, don't get weird on me. First, God is going to call, call us that. In fact, we're called out to be that. The word church in Greek, ekklesia, means to be called out. We are called out the moment that we become part of his church. But who else will call us that? Others. Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, that verse is just a few verses down from where we're reading right now. This is still a part of the Sermon on the Mount. And as Jesus is giving all these blessings, he brings it back around. And he says, as you're doing these things, as you're being blessed, let people see that light inside of you. We're not to be blessed just so we can sit around and go, I'm blessed. Praise God, I'm blessed. Hallelujah to Jesus. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. I'm the first and not the last. I'm the top and not the bottom. If you grew up around the people that I grew up around, you would understand what I'm saying. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with confessing the word of God over you. That's not what I'm saying. But so often I see people, they want to be blessed so they can be blessed. They want to be blessed just so I can be blessed. But the reason that you're blessed is so you can bless others. And if there's peace in your life, if there's peace in your heart, because you are in a relationship with Jesus Christ, you must step out and say, I am bringing peace. Wherever I go, I bring peace. I believe God is really on this. 
in the first service, in the throne room service. Guess what Corey went on about a 10-minute rant about? Peace. Peace. I, I believe our nation is in such a mess because we're not bringing peace. We're not being people of peace. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> I believe the racial problem in the United States could be solved if the church would be the church. If we are who we're supposed to be now, there's always going to be people that got problems. But if we were bringing the peace that we were meant to bring, that's going to overwhelm a lot of this division that the enemy tries to bring. Be peacemakers. Be peacemakers. This word son right here. You shall be called the sons of God. You need to understand how scandalous this was when Jesus said it. Scandalous. I can only imagine how many mouths fell open when he said that. It's not too much longer that uh, people started picking up rocks to throw at Jesus. And he said, well, for what good work are you going to stone me? And they go, not because of any of the good works you've done, but because you are making yourself out to be the son of God. And now Jesus is saying, we're to be the sons of God. You catching this this morning? This Greek word here for children, there are four, four Greek words that could be translated child or children. The first one deals with an infant. The second one deals with a small child. The third one deals with an adolescent. But the word that Jesus used right here is an adult son, heir to the father's name, authority, and possessions. He said when you're a peacemaker... The world's going to recognize who you belong to and whose authority you're carrying. John 20, verse 21. I read this just a little while ago, but once again, it says, Jesus said to them again. Jesus said to them again. In Hebrew culture, anytime something is repeated, it has much more meaning on it. Jesus didn't show up and go, hey, peace. Jesus showed up and he said, I'm bringing peace. It overwhelmed their fear. And then at the end of the conversation, he said, again, again, I'm telling you, again, I'm telling you, peace be with you. Why? Because as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. So as Jesus came in and overwhelmed their fear, he's sending us to overwhelm others' fear. I'll close with this story. Robert Louis Stevenson. 
That was the cue. So <laughs> they always ask me, what's your cue? I said, when you hear me say Robert Louis Stevenson, you thought he was just being moved by the Holy Spirit, didn't you? Robert Louis Stevenson was an author in, in the 1800s, you know, wrote some very famous books, uh, Treasure Island being one of them, um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But he tells this story about some people that he knew that, that, that were caught in a, a ship that was being thrown about in a storm, and it was being driven towards the coast where there were, was lots of rocks, and, and the ship had very little uh, hope of making it, because if it crashed into those rocks, it was, gonna, it was just going to sink, and probably everybody would, would lose their lives. But the storm was so fierce that uh, the captain sent everybody, all the passengers, down below deck, and while he stayed up and tried to, to, to right the ship. Now, it just felt like the, the ship was just, just moving, being tossed, being tossed, being tossed. And one of the passengers decided, I'm, just, I'm not going to just sit down here. <laughs> I'm going to go up and see if I can help. Well, he went up, and as, as he was opening the hatch to get out onto the deck, the storm had become so much stronger. The winds and the rain were blowing so much stronger than even when they had gone down below. And he had to hold on to the railing just not to be swept away. And he began to pull himself towards the, 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 the pilot's uh, box, whatever they call it. Uh, <laughs> I made that up right there. It's called a pilot's box from now on. <laughs> where the pilot was, where, where, where the, the, the wheel of the, the ship, you've seen parts of the Caribbean, right? Okay, I'm just making sure. Just making sure. It's got a big wheel. So he begins to pull himself towards where, 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 the, where the captain is, is uh, trying to, to fight the wheel, to get them away from the, the shore and get them back out to the sea. And as he gets there, he sees that the, that the, the captain, he's got himself strapped in to the post where the wheel is so he wouldn't be blown away. And this man is watching the captain, and it's just, it's just uh, inch by inch. He's pulling that wheel, pulling that wheel, pulling that wheel. And you can tell that he's exhausted, but he's continuing to do what he needs to do. After several minutes, the, the captain realizes that the man is, is there and, and just a horrified look on his face because once that man saw the captain, he's like, we're all going to die. But when the captain saw the man, he looked over at him. He nodded his head and he gave him a big smile. And all the fear just left the man. P peace suddenly hit him. And he made his way back down below the deck and even though the, the, the ship was still rocking, he went to the rest of the passengers. He said, I've got good news. I've seen the captain. And he smiled. 
all's going to be well. Have you seen the captain? Have you seen the captain? Because he's smiling. It doesn't matter what the winds and the waves do. Keep your eye on the captain. You remember the story of, of Peter walking on the water? What happened? As long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, everything was fine. But the moment he took, took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. There are going to be storms in life. There just is. But when we keep our eyes on the one, the one that can right the ship, we keep our eyes on the one who says it's all going to be okay. When we keep our eyes on him, all of the fear goes away because he is the prince of peace. Peace is so much a part of who God is. It's one of his covenant names. Jehovah Shalom. And we, as covenant people of God, after God writes our ship, we get to give that peace to others. That's what it means to be a peacemaker. When we're standing in the authority and the power of our Father, because we are sons and daughters in the kingdom of God, and we bring peace. We're now being who we've been called to be. Will you stand with me? I hope you're getting something out of this, this sermon series. Uh, I won't say it's rare, but it's, some, it's, it, it's sometimes uncomfortable when the Lord is giving you the revelation as you're, as you're giving these things and God's squeezing stuff out of you at the same time, and you're going like, ugh, Lord. Ah. If nothing else, God had me preach this sermon series because he needed to deal with me. <laughs> but I just want to ask you this morning, how's your peace level? How's your peace? You know, Kenny was kind of talking about this during the, uh, during the transition. And there's sometimes that we're full. There's sometimes we've been to, to the top up there. Oh, and we're satisfied. We've been filled. And then we turn to give. Sometimes we've been giving in situations and life hits us. Now I need somebody to give to me. And whichever one we're in, you know, that's okay. That's why we have community. Because when you're full, you give. When you need, you receive. What a beautiful picture of what the church really is. So how are you this morning? See, I turned it around. I brought it back to you. 
Because God cares about you that much. How are you this morning? Are you full of peace and ready to give? Or are you going, man, I'm going through something. I need some peace. I'm going to ask you to be bold this morning. If you're going through something and you need some peace, I want you to put your hand up just like this. All right. If you don't have your hand up, I want you to look around. Because if you don't have your hand up, then that means you're full and ready to give. All right? So what we're going to do, this is not going to be fun for you online, I'm sorry. But if you've got your hands up, we're going to pray for you too. Keep your hand up if you had your hand up. Now I want you to, if, if you're comfortable with it, okay? If you're not comfortable, it's okay. But if you're comfortable with it, find somebody that has their hand raised. And I want you to just begin to release peace. Release peace. I don't know what words to say. Just hold their hand. Just give them a hug. Just do something. There's two right back here. Anybody? Young lady and this gentleman right here. This is the body being the body. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come as peacemakers. Peacemakers, standing in the authority of who you created us to be. Standing in the authority of our Father. And Lord, we release peace. We release peace. It doesn't matter what the situation is. The peace of God overwhelms fear. It overwhelms anxiety. Lord, I thank you that the peace of God is released for healing emotionally and physically. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, Lord, over minds, over emotions, over bodies. We say peace, just as Jesus did. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Lord, these, these, these uh, storms that are raging, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. If you're online and you're watching and you're saying, I wish somebody was praying for me, we pray for you right now. We pray for you right now. And we speak into your life and those storms that are raging in your life. And we declare the peace of God in your heart, in your mind, in your life. Peace be still. Receive the peace of God. Receive the peace of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Isn't this fun? This is more fun than just this is not a spectator sport. This is everybody gets in on this. This is good stuff.
Good stuff, good stuff. Now that you've received prayer, God's going to bring peace. Ask him to give you somebody for you to give peace to, all right? And here's another. Send us the testimonies. If God's done something in your heart this morning, send us the testimonies. Something shifted, something changed. If, if the storm has been quieted, send us a testimony. Or as you go, go find another server that needs $102. Go be peace, all right? Go be peace.